Look, just so you know, I'm not a total nerd. I also happen to be super into close-up magic. What a nerd. All right, nerds. Let's go. Get those nerds! <laughs> save me, Travis. Save me. Uh, I can't do shit for you. Damn it. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm R.A. Rain. With me is Travis Jones via the Hello. Nerdables Satellite One. Because of the L.A. traffic. Whatever problem this time on the 101. Rock slide. Rock slide. And also with us, now with his laptop of sounds, Ethan Benjamin. I wouldn't know if it's a laptop of sounds. There's like... Well, do something sound. with it for Christ's sake. Give us sake. a sound. A sound. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> there you, you get go. Get an F minus. Well, since last week was New York Comic Con, I thought we'd talk New about York Comic Con! New York Comic Con! Went down in the NYC. Wow. Please don't do that again. Wow, dude. What? You're so terrible sometimes. It's terrible. Oh, whatever. Terrible. 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 So, um, yeah, but before we get started with the NYC stuff, I want to address something that happened. Okay, what are we addressing? Well, I got this really strange fucking voice message the other day, and I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it sounded like it was from Macho Man Randy Savage, you know, the, the former pro wrestler, whatever he was. Uh, but this guy calls himself Nacho. You know, let's just take a listen to it and tell me what you think. Okay. Yeah, Ethan. Oh yeah, it's the Nacho Man Dandy Savage here, and I'm making my way to the Nerdables.com studio to teach these fools a little something about talent. So I'm gonna come knocking on the door, guys, and if you don't answer the door, I'm gonna kick it down, pop you on the chin, get up to that top rope, and hit the elbow drop for the one, two, three. And then the Nacho Man is taking over. Oh yeah, dig it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Please tell me that's real. I have I no idea. So. Is that some dude? Is that some guy you know? Because that's awesome. No, it's not anybody I know. I want to incite a riot with this guy. <laughs> Come on down, Nacho Man. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got to be a listener, right? I mean, what do you I think? I hope so. If do he is a listener, kudos to you because that was awesome. Yeah. Do you think he's got I'll some... go. I'll go toe to toe with you on our Randy Savages. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think his beef is with us? Uh, I, I think it's mostly with you, actually. You think? Yeah. I think he just hates you. You think this is the guy that started the drinking game? And <laughs> I hope it is. That, that would be awesome. Whoa. <laughs> we just had some major sound issues. Where, like, yeah. All of a sudden, you went from being like very quiet to just blaring. I blew out the entire thing. Yep. Sounds like. And it. I'm getting echo in my ear. Yeah. That's good. I can't stop hearing me. <laughs> it's so loud. Is it really? Wait, now I'm gone. Now it's normal again. What the hell did you do? We have no idea. Just all did you double up the soundtrack somehow? Not that I know of. Anyways, mm -hmm. so yeah, this Randy or Dandy Savage or whatever. Come on, it's Randy Savage. Yeah, the ghost of Randy Savage. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go up to the top rope. Come on, that's <laughs> awesome. Wait, so what do you think? I mean, okay, obviously we don't. I don't think we've ever talked about wrestling on this show. Maybe have we once? Yeah. Never. Not that I, Not can, think that I can think of. Maybe that's, that's what that's his problem what is. is. Yeah, uh, Hulk Hogan. No. Andre the Giant. Is this you just trying to talk Jake, about? Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts. This is Travis name dropping. Uh, I see. J uh, John Cena. There you go. The Rock. Sto Stone okay, Cold okay, C okay. Steve Austin, right? The Boogly Doo. Okay, stop. He, was he the right? Bushwhackers. Stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's get. Now this. we've talked about wrestling. <laughs> No, we just name-dropped wrestlers. Okay. So should we invite this guy down here? Well, invite him? I, dude, looks like I he's said I want to incite a fight or something, <laughs> so yeah, bring it on. Well, it looks like he's ready to just knock down the door anyway, so I mean, all you got to do I is... I would love to see somebody kick in your front door. That would be funny. I would. I, I hope he... I hope Dandy he... Savage, I will pay to see you kick in Rich's front door. <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's, let's find out how we get in touch how with do this we... guy. I want that. Well, see, it, I, there wasn't even a number with it. It was just like a block call or something. Like, you know, he's... He, you so, know. wait, they actually got your phone number? Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> oh, you screwed. Yeah. I went back, because I went back to make sure it wasn't on Facebook or something, and because hey, it, it was at one point. You know what it could be? He probably works for the NSA. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. He's been listening the whole time, and he's listening That's right it. now. Whatever. <laughs> he works for the federal government and had, had nothing to do the last couple weeks with the lockout. How awesome <laughs> exactly. would that be? NSA agent Dandy Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah! Nacho man Dandy Savage. Yeah, whatever. I know. That's just his stage name. Snap into a Slim Jim! I don't sure. know. So I, I mean, I, I kind of hope this guy comes, but then also I'm kind of afraid. You know, if he has my hey, as, as long as you open the door when he knocks, it doesn't look like he's ready to kick it down. So I would, I would actually, if if he knows your phone number and he knows where you live and stuff, I, I would, I would definitely lock the door and hope you, he can't you're gonna make kick sure, it. In. You're gonna make sure you're here that for that uh, episode. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> Travis might uh, add a couple kicks in. <laughs> I, I might help kick the door in. You're going to tag team him with him or tag team with him? Tag team what? You're going to tag team with him against me. Oh, sure, yeah. I'll team up You're with Dandy You're going to call Savage. for the tag, right? You're going to be reaching out the whole time. <laughs> tag me in. Tag me in. This is the honestly, this is the most we've talked wrestling with wrestling terms and everything. I think of we all. We can turn it into a cage match. <laughs> Dude. Hey. The, uh, Macho Man him. was Bonesaw inside a cage, so maybe <laughs> maybe that's where he's driving. Diamond, Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> he's he's still just ra- rambling off. The names. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> there you go. So oh, yeah. yeah, okay. So Mr. Dandy Savage, if you're listening, yeah, let us hear from Rich you Rain again. Rich Rain is calling you out, dog. I'm calling you out, brother. Well, that was probably just blew out everybody's eardrums, but probably. Well, that's your fault. So I did hear, though. Also, we have we we do have some true fans out there. Um, hey, hey, thanks, fans. Yeah, our, in our Ohio. No, no. I, I'm gonna give it a little shout out here to uh, Brandon Jr. Apparently, every time he is going to uh, school and back with his mom in the car, they listen. Yes. To, they listen to our podcast. Oh, wait. Well, if he's if he's, he's going he's, to school and back in the car with his mom, uh, we might need yeah, to no. curtail our <laughs> use of verbal. Obscenities. Yeah, I know. I thought about that too, but you know, that's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. It's, it's that's terrible. terrible. Hey, but you don't know. Maybe he's listening to it on his iPod or iPhone, and he's got the headphones in. So his mom. So wait, did his mom Appar- email apparently. us or did he email us? No, no, no. The mom emailed. Oh well, mom, thanks, and and uh, she listens we'll, to it too. So you know, we'll put we'll put bleeps on stuff. We'll put bleeps on stuff. <laughs> we apologize deeply for any concern. That's asking too much of us. I think, you know. Well, We're it, sorry. It does say on there ex- you know. explicit content. Yes. There you go. Well, it's not my fault. Rich speaks like a sailor. B- me? You're. I'm not the only one on this podcast that does that. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's great. We we now have two fans. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no three if you count Dandy Comedy. Savage. Well, I wouldn't consider him a fan yet. It looks like you're going to just kick the. I'd crap say out of I'd us. say he's more an enemy or a nemesis. <laughs> Maybe he's wanting to come down here and do the drinking game. Oh, well, then you're going to have to do air. a bunch of so anyways. Maybe the voicemail was sent after the drinking game. <laughs> Interesting. Just saying. Just saying. Plot thickens. The plot thickens. Okay, so wait. wait what were we talking about anyways? I don't even New remember. York Comic Con. Oh, New there York Comic Con. <laughs> yes. There are two things that came out of New York Comic Con. Holy crap. We got way off topic, didn't we? We did. We went to wrestling. <sighs> I guess that's what happens, huh? Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There's seven minutes of our life we won't get back. Anyway, let's go. Yeah, so there there was a lot of shit that came out of. Uh, but the, there were two important things, and that's about all. I No, there were more than that. They I'm were. dropping Mike and walking out. <laughs> there were a lot more than just two. No, no, there were two things. There were two things. There's only two things that Travis cared about. There you go. Well, three, because I think there's one thing that I haven't even told him yet that happened that Ooh. it's going to be kind of a big surprise. Oh, so he, yeah, he, he he didn't get the script until after I uh, put this into it, so it's gonna be a surprise for him. Oh, oh boy! Dun, dun, dun. So, do you want to talk about one of the things that has uh, been really Star Wars <laughs> giving you an itch? Star Wars. <laughs> yes. No. Sorry, there wasn't any Episode Seven news. Oh, big surprise! J.J. Right. Abrams is taunting us. All he does is taunt us with. J- with, with Star Wars Episode Seven. Yeah, but we figured there wasn't going to be any talk about Seven yet anyways. Yeah, but I want more, but they won't give it to me. But you know what? Hey, I, I appreciate it because I would much rather walk into the theater the first day it comes out and not know anything than walk in knowing the whole story. Yes, and if anyone remembers anything that J.J. Abrams does... He doesn't reveal much. Matter of fact, he loves keeping you know the secrets and the suspense. He tries to. He tries to. Well, look at Cloverfield. 
You know? Yeah, I mean, but that was his own little pet project kind of thing. Whereas if you look at Star Trek, he he kind of revealed a lot about the past two Star Treks. Not as much. I mean, because you know the big secret was they kept Khan a secret. And if you haven't seen it by God! now, I'm sorry. Thanks for ruining it, Rich. Jeez. By now, if you haven't seen it and you haven't heard of out on Blu-ray and DVD. Wait, nice. So, um, Travis, maybe you so should Star pull, Wars. Maybe you should pull a Dandy Savage and kick down JJ Abrams' door. That would be hilarious. <laughs> and I'd also not. <laughs> We're see gonna you guys still give this guy ten. more airtime, aren't we? <laughs> yes. He he was it was pretty fascinating. I'm not. I'm not he, he was kind of interesting. He was. <laughs> well, so back to Star Wars. Back Star to Star Wars. Wars. So apparently, um, Star Wars Rebels, the new Star Wars Rebels, new TV show. It's a cartoon. It better be better than Clone Wars. Next. And it will be the first <laughs> Star Wars cartoon to show up on Disney since. Well, I mean, come on, I, I come on. Well, that's that's to. not really a I, come on. That's like that's automatic. Come on. But what I'm surprised about is that's they. It's not like an announcement. It just means that Disney finally bought Star Wars. So now that they're now that they bought it, they're going to show it on their own channel. I mean, that's well, just sure, automatic. Obviously, but automatic. For a show that's getting that's still a year, unless, well, I guess it's a little less than a year away now because it's going to be September of 2014. There's been a lot of stuff that came out. Uh, you I, th- you know what? I'm cutting straight to the chase. I'm wondering if they're kind of testing the waters a little bit. It's possible. I think there might be a little bit of the, uh, they recognize that they had a little bit of a problem with Clone Wars, and it wasn't, like, it wasn't across the board received well. It had a lot of uh, critics, and it stumbled a couple times, so I wonder if this is a, uh, well, you don't think, what's that? You don't think they're going to do, try to do like they did with Clone Wars, do you, and put out, like, a movie, even if it's not in the theaters type movie, just, like, do a miniseries type movie? No, 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 no. I don't think they're going to do any miniseries thing. I think probably what they'll do is, like, what most shows do at this point when when they're highly anticipated is they're going to do, like, an hour-long special first episode kind of thing. Right. An hour-long premiere kind of deal. But, no, I would not expect or or, uh, foresee some kind of, like, you know, big two-hour special mini thing no that's not going to happen well let's see there there was a lot of stuff you know and let's see since what i guess august was when it was really revealed up at uh uh celebration europe and they uh dave filoni who is the producer director kind of you know all uh, producer he's right. producer we call him we go, we call him uh darth cowboy we do yeah is we, that what I, you, that's what that's what i me think that's all the, apparently me, that's what rich calls no, that's him. what the producer and i usually call him uh, because he's always wearing a cowboy hat cowboy hat yeah. yes he is always wearing a cowboy either hat. that or you continuously dream about cowboys so i don't know i do yeah why do you stop it i stop. do ever since lone ranger really no i mean that sure? horrible no. that horrible no. disney movie that no, just came I out haven't, recently? i have not seen that yet so you know which is sad because i've seen everything johnny depp's ever done but it's okay you can skip this one you can um, skip it. Trust me, so I'll anyways, save you back two to, hours of your life. Anyways, watch. back to Rebels. Yes, because that's more important. Yes. New York Comic Con. Inquisitor. Dave Filoni gave us the first glimpses of the main baddie in it. The, the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Who, dun, dun, dun. Uh, the Inquisitor looks cool as all hell. Looks but, cool, but okay. It, you know, okay obviously, so well, he let's has start a lightsaber. With the fact that, okay, the Inquisitor is, a, as he put it, a dark Jedi that has been tasked by Darth Vader to wipe out what's left of the Jedi. Right. So right. We'll see. Is he, is he a Sith? Is he a dark Jedi? Go let's let's go back a little bit further. Star Wars Rebels is a new cartoon. It's going to be. It looks like it's computer uh, CGI based on its animation. Right. It's going to be and it's similar be to what between Clone Wars. Episode three, the piece of shit, and Episode four, A New Hope. <laughs> was that the actual title of Episode three? You didn't know that? I thought I thought it, I thought it was something different. It was Episode three, Revenge of the Shit. No. There you go. That's what it was called. Oh, okay. Anyway, so they just so had the letters be between the third right. new movie and the first original real movie. And it's like, what did they say? Like 14, 15 it's years four- after episode three? It's 14 years after, uh, after Sith. Which pushes it around four or five years before New Hope. Uh, yes. So and Luke, Luke actually, and Luke stuff. and Leia would be about, well, Young they'd be kids, about 14, 14 years. Yeah, they'd be 14 years. <laughs> so they'd be teenagers. They'd be hitting puberty. Why oh. did we need to know that? I don't know because it's don't a terrible wanna, fact that nobody wanna, cares about. Don't you want to see a braced faced Luke with zits on it? You know, no, no, I don't. His squeaky actually, voice. I don't want any part Uncle of that. Alan. What was that? <laughs> that was Luke's squeaky voice. 
Did you did you just have some kind of conniption problem? I did. His balls haven't dropped yet. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my lord! So Hasbro wow. also revealed the packaging for the new action. Well, yeah, Hidalgo, line. Hidalgo uh, released a bunch of designs and looks for ships and a, a new uh, a new pod that's like a a cross between an ADAT and an ADST. Yep. And they showed that, and th- this is all based on like 1977, 79, 80 uh, Ralph McQuarrie designs. So it's going back to the original Star Wars look and the original Star Wars feel. Right. So they've got this whole new look about what's going on with it. And this new pod thing is, it, it basically, it's a two, it's a bipedal, it's two legs. So it looks closer to the AT ST than it does the AT AT. Yeah, it's an ATDP. ATDP, which whatever. is which is one of uh, I think the ATDP is actually um, one of Joe Johnston's um, designs. He's the you know he was the filmmaker who designed uh, I think Boba Fett's armor. Boba Fett, speed, yeah, Joe Johnston bikes and Boba and some Fett. Of the, yeah. Well, okay, he didn't play him. He designed the look. No, no, he designed the, yeah he designed Boba Fett's armor. So yeah, he you know he's the one that uh, created the the white prototype armor and everything. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, th- yeah, they're releasing a lot of information. Um, they haven't released any kind of storyline details. But going back to the Inquisitor, you've got a Dark Jedi, which I mean, let's be honest, that's either a Sith apprentice or well, he he reminds me a lot of Ventress. You know, you know, he does. I mean, uh, the image has been released on the internet, and it's it was shown at New York Comic Con, and you can find it on our webpage at nerdables.com. Name drop. And then um, it, I, he does. He's got that really pale skin, which, let's be honest, ever since Darth Vader, when they unmasked Vader and showed Anakin underneath and he was really pale white, which who knows if that was an exact idea. But also the, right. the Emperor was always white. But basically every Sith that's ever been shown has like been super pale-faced white, except well, for like Darth uh, Maul, which Darth is a little Maul, different. I think was well, neither that. was Count Dooku either. He wasn't pale. That's true. But here's my question. Now, see, here's the thing, though. If but, we watch Palpatine, this is this is interesting. I, I've been thinking about this for a while. The the whole super pale, like literally white as a sheet, white ghost, like gray white skin, mm-hmm. has been coming in. And uh, if you look back, Senator Palpatine was a Darth, you know, before he ever went emperor yes but he and didn't it wasn't have until his... he had the fight and ha- got drained and got his own uh force lightning reflected on him by mace windu whether you agree with that or not but it wasn't in- until he got that reflected upon himself he was never that pale gray white well you gotta also he think... was a normal dude he was just a sith well and you think about darth vader was because he's been living in that whole getup he for was like in the suit year. for well, he was however... fried yeah he was yeah. fried yeah but see here's the thing about palpatine um, the original idea was that he was basically using like a some kind of medicate, you know, like um, he was injecting like some kind of medication into his skin to make it look like the center. He was normal. Yeah, because he was always that decrepit. Where did that old. come in? Was that like a, 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 the expanded universe books kind of shit? No, no, no. It was actually in one of the uh, source books that they had, you know, like for the that they put so out. So an, an an expanded universe book. No, 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 no. It was it was based it's never off, in the movies. It was based off of the movies. It was showing you like um, different props and stuff it's for like the movies, a, just like a. A prelude type type of explanation type thing. It was bef- when know. before they got right to now. Sith, mm-hmm. that was the idea was that he was just hiding his identity with these chemicals and whatnot. So it was written into some sort of book. It was it was, was kind of like into a book. It was but a it was props never book. part of it the original okay. canon. No, it, it was it was a props book. It was part of the original canon. It was like in the episode one or two, um, you know, props and, and so he was shooting himself up with metachlorians, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Boo! There's so, space steroids. You know, why don't why don't Jedi turn into like bright white light? But see, that's why. But that's why they went back and they changed it because it was so much. It was so much worse than what they came up with. You know that we actually see in the film. I don't know. Those movies were pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I disagree wholeheartedly with all of that. It's a whole pile of trash. Sith was uh, better um, than any but, of the other two. But it was something that I've always wondered about with the whole pale skin, gray skin Sith deal. Um, but getting back to the picture of the Inquisitor, 
the Inquisitor has a black armored leather suit, much like Darth Vader's. Right. Little changes, and it's different. It has differentiation, but it kind of it kind of looks very like a cross Vader between, looking. It kind of looks like a cross between Vader and then like an Imperial officer, you know, or you know, like a stormtrooper. Or well, then it's also got the shoulder armor plates, which is almost like a stealth trooper or a dark trooper. But right. But then, like going from that. Uh, he's got when you look at his face, he's got these red tattoos or definitely tattoos are not part of his skin. Right. And we were kind of, before we did the show, we were talking, discussing that he looks a lot like Asajj Ventress. Oh, yeah, Who was totally. from those earlier movies, but, and was unbelievably underutilized and one of the, one of the worst underutilizations of a character ever. Um, the fact that she got relegated to the Clone Wars TV shows is just sad. But, um... Well, if you remember her when character, when you really in look the... at her, though, she's got a lot of black, which on her face, which either is makeup, which I don't think it is. I think it's tattoos, or it could be part of her alien skin, like all the aliens from her planet look like that. Well, I, um, to me, to me, the Inquisitor and Ventress look like they could be from the same species, or at least the same planet. Right, but the difference being that Asajj doesn't have any red. There's no, no hers like, is, red tattoo her, or red coloring black. on her head. Hers is black. She has she has the same kind of she has similar markings, but they're black. But aren't they over her mouth and eyes, and not like on her forehead or anything like that? Um, From what I remember, can you pull us up a picture while we're so pull, pull us up a picture there, Richard? Well, one of the things that does concern me about the Inquisitor from the image I saw was that the lightsaber that they're using, which is a double hilted, and it's you know double hilted. Well, no, not double hilted. Well, it's no, it's a double bladed. Double-sided. Yeah, double bladed. Double sided. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a double blade. You know, kind of like what Darth Maul's staff style. Right, but it's also got this weird, you know, like um, circle like around. Hilt. It's like got a really weird hilt guard that like encircles the entire outside of his hand. Right. Which to me, you know, actually, you know, that was based off of a, a figure that was put out in a three pack, which was, uh, it was Darth, uh, Darth Maul, Savage, and. Um, the um, Night Sister. There was a three pack that had that lightsaber in it. So that's where I think the idea for that lightsaber came from, and it may have been you know a concept idea that they had from Clone Wars that they've just finally brought in you know to the uh, right to the sh- this new show. Right. But yeah, it should be kind of interesting, and I, I'm I'm excited to see this show, and I you know I can't wait till next September, and obviously when we get closer to Comic Con and things like you know uh, San Diego Comic Con that is, we should see a lot more of it. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where it goes. I mean, they they revealed a Star Destroyer for the first time, the original style Star Destroyer in the animation for the new show, and it looks awesome. And the crowd went absolutely bonkers when they put it up on the screen. Um, They showed a TIE fighter for the first time in that world, and it's like, yeah, it was really nice to see the Empire, the actual real Empire as we know it come back, which was really cool. Um, let's see. We just pulled up a picture of Ventress, and it looks like she does just have like black around her eyes and her mouth. Yeah, take that. But it's you know, she does have they the bald, could very pale well skin. Be from I, the they exact could be, same yeah. species, and they they bear a very strong resemblance. They really do. So speaking, we've been talking about Clone Wars also with this. Um, Dave Filoni uh. announced to his Facebook followers that uh, the lost episodes of the Clone Wars have been finished. The production's done on it, and. They will be releasing sometime in early 2014. What, Whee! Ha- what hasn't been said though is if they're going to be released on DVD or Blu-ray, or if they're going to be, you know, showing up on Cartoon Network or Disney XD. It'd be nice. Right. If, it'd be nice if they showed them on Disney XD and did gave you, you know, gave a little tiny teaser or first glimpses of, you know, Rebels. I don't think you're going to see it on TV. What's really bad though is they just put out the complete box set though of you know seasons one through it's five. It's literally advertising on TV right now for all the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, and now these lost episodes are going to be an extra DVD that or Blu-ray that's not a part of that, which kind of sucks for all those people that went out and bought it right now. Were you well, one of them? I no, mean, not yet. Di- no. This is this is come on. This is this is what Disney and um, I will go out and buy it, but I just I I've been broke right now, so. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't been able to. Uh, go well, no, it seems it. like every time something Star Wars comes out, you always have like seventeen copies of each thing. So I thought you already had. Dude, it. I went oh, through my calling you out. That's true, but I went through my closet the other day because, uh, and I was looking at my VHS copies of Star Wars. I have every run of the VHS copies that they've ever put out. And really? It, oh yeah, 
Even the even the DVD sets. I have you know when they put out the they put out the gold edition, which was the extended you know uh, special edition Star Wars, you know the New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. Yeah. They put that out, and then they put out. I and guess, you bought it. I bought that. Then of I went course, out. I no bought, wonder you're broke. I bought the silver edition, which was the which was the original uncuts. Good lord, man! Then I bought out. I bought the Blu-ray set uh, that came out not too. Why long did ago. you buy the Blu-ray set? You're only encouraging him. <laughs> uh, You're yes. only encouraging him. Come on, uh, man! But you know what's cool though? With the Blu-ray, be better. Be better than that. I I was sitting there with my uh, one night. I when I was sitting there watching them for like I think the second or third time. I decided that I was going to uh, convert them to 3D, and watching all six movies in 3D was pretty damn cool, and it, they converted pretty well too, which was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Anyway, so next in the news, I think we're doing. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Marvel. Marvel had a big. Yeah, ass we can do Marvel. Marvel. We can talk Marvel. Holy Marvel went shit! Nuts. Marvel had a big ass showing at New York. I mean, they were. Uh, I, what did they talk about? Uh, New Warriors is returning in February. The book's going to be written by Chris Yost, and I think uh, the team is going to be. Um, the original members of Speedball and Justice and right. Nova too, right? Nova, but they're not going to use Richard Ryder. They're going to use uh, Sam Alexander. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. well, he seems to be the the Nova that you know everybody's using now. That's like the new guy that they're using now, yeah. right? Since and then since it, they're not doing the original, you know, like reprints or anything, you know, it makes sense to throw Sam in there. Right, I get that. Um, they're going to be newcomers to the group. I think Sun Girl, who's a human, Hayachi. Okay. Is an inhuman. I guess he's going to be. Hachi. I don't. I, I haven't heard any pronunciations of the name yet. So Hayachi sounds Hayachi. good to me. Hayachi. Sounds about right. Um, and I don't. I, I, he's he's an, an inhuman, right? Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with him, so he may be something that's born out of the. Uh, Inhumanitor. May well, in, maybe born out of inhumanity, or maybe out of uh, uh, infinity that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he's um, popping up soon. Yeah, there's going to be what? Uh, Arclay? Uh, Ar- well, Ar- we could be both wrong. I don't know. <laughs> but it, well, I mean, it's, it's like. a demigod. So it definitely I'm sounds Demigod wise, I'm thinking like Hercules and Ares type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. So I would go about a more Greek pronunciation, which would be Aresely or Ereclee. Yeah, Ereclee. Uh, anyways, there's also going to be White Snake, which is an Atlantean. White Snake? You mean Water Snake? White Snake. Did I say White Snake? <laughs> you know why I said that? Because I was going over the openings and uh, one, I almost started singing uh, "Here We Go Again." <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. Anyway, um, and the, I guess rounding out the uh, the. But Water Snake is an Atlantean, right? Water Snake is an Atlantean. That's crazy. And then yeah. a clone by the name of the Scarlet Spider. Oh, that's got to be Kane. I ha- yeah, it's got to be Kane. Scarlet Spider, because well, Kane mm. Kane is who's out there right now. Right, yeah, he, Kane's got his own book right now, the Scarlet Spider. So yeah, I haven't. That... Isn't there word that Scarlet Spider is going to be like ended though? That its own book is coming to a close. I have I haven't really heard anything that's confirmed that, but it seems like it, especially with the Scarlet Spider, you know, now being put into this new group for the uh, New Warriors. So it's very right. possible. Okay. Yeah, it could be ending his. Bye, uh, bye, solo Scarlet Spider book. Hello, new Which, uh, new warriors. I started that mm-hmm. book and it was really good. I, I I enjoyed it, but I just it was at the point where there were so many books that were coming out that I was getting, you know, especially with the new fifty two and everything, that I just had to drop some books, and that happened to be one of them that you know I dropped, and I it's one that I, it's I you I, and a lot of other people. I know it's one of those books that I definitely want to go back and pick up on, uh, you know, in uh, mm-hmm. trade. trade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marvel also has announced big plans for the Superior Spider-Man. Really? Ooh. Yeah, Dan Slott said there are some major developments for Spidey that are going to begin beginning with the uh, major clip. Well, we've got Goblin Nation, right? Right. So Goblin Nation's about to hit. Well, there's a major cliffhanger in this week's issue 19. Yeah, you know, whatever came out of whatever comes out of that, and I'm not going to give anything away to those readers that are you know still. Well, we know what it, it is, right? Um, no. it's a major cliffhanger. a cliffhanger. That's what it is. Well, no, it's the Doc Ock Spidey versus Green Goblin, right? Well, that that's going to be what culminates this winter. 
Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. So, so we know it's going to be an right all-out war between Doc Ock and Green Goblin, basically. Right, but right like now, it's the start of it, yeah. Right now, which is know, insane. Right now, the last couple issues have been uh, Superior Spider-Man versus Spider-Man 2099. That's so odd. Oh yeah, it's that's a good. So weird it's to a me. Good, it's a good story though. Um, so Goblin War, the the Goblin Nation is going to be culminating this winter, as we said, through I guess issues. I guess up to 24, 25, or whatever it's going to be. Um, and Spider-Man versus, or Super uh, Superior Spider-Man, I should say. Super Superior Spider-Man is how that came out. Is That, is that, that is wrong. That, that is incorrect. I don't think it's there's just a book superior. called Super Superior Spider-Man. That's, that's the next book to come out. Uh, that's the so, next book they invent. So he's got to go beyond Superior, so he'll be Super Superior. Uh, so They anyways. inject him with Super Soldier Serum. There you go. That would so, be amazing, actually. <laughs> Wait, so he'd be Super Soldier Superior Spider-Man. Say that three times fast. I, you I'll do it. I'm, I'm taking a break. <laughs> I'm done. All right. So anyways, Spider-Man, Superior Spider-Man, fuck, will be going against Venom starting Ooh. in issue 22. Are they keeping Flash? Is yes, Flash going to be it will the be Venom fl- again? It will be Flash. That's um, crazy. The rumor has it that Venom will know that it's Doc Ock possessing uh, Peter Parker's body. Oh, Ooh. wow. Well, because, I mean, they've dropped hints towards the closer, like, quote-unquote family around him starting to kind of think about it. Yeah, they're they're getting suspicious. But they're going to actually have Venom be the one who blows the lid, which is awesome. Yeah. One of his oldest, closest rivals mm-hmm. blows the lid off of anyone. the fact that actually it's not Peter Parker anymore. Yep. I kind of like that idea. Which brings us to, isn't Peter coming back? Well... There is going to be there is going to be some things in there the is air about a, Peter Parker's returning. There is going to be an amazing Spider-Man returning, but they're going to continue on the Superior Spider-Man Doc Ock for quite a while because it's I mean it's doing so it's when, doing so well that they're not going to cancel that or break. right. No, no, I get that, but if Peter is returning and they're going to do an Amazing Spider-Man, is it just going to be a completely different universe, its own story, or are they going to do some weird thing where Peter's coming back and it's not Peter? Or what the hell? Well, I guess you'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I want to know now. Well, then buy the comic. Kyle. If you want to know now, then what the fuck is the point of reading the comic? Wow, that was just rude. I'm just telling you. And young man listening, I'm sorry for his verb. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to put a disclaimer at the end of it. And all apologies to everybody that we offend. That's awesome. Those apologies are always fun. Apologies to our two Because right? pretty fans. much it's everybody. So, um, our apologies to the two fans and uh, Dandy Savage. Whatever. Dandy Savage. We're going to keep bringing up Dandy Savage. Sure. Why not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anybody enjoy the Iron Patriot in uh, Iron Man 3? I preferred War Machine. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I would say I would I would go 50-50 with it. I, I liked the guy inside the suit, but I didn't like the suit and what they did with it because the Iron Patriot is Norman Osborn. Right. I, see, I, I always... Not uh, Rhodey. I enjoyed, I loved Dark Avengers. When Norman Osborn was dressed up in the Iron Patriot armor, and even in Siege, things like that, that you know, I like the Iron Patriot being, you know, worn by a bad guy. No, I mean, I mean, and, and let's be honest, that's that's kind of the whole point behind Iron Patriot is that Norman Osborn is a master manipulation jerk, so it makes sense that he would construe it and make it the most star-spangled American thing ever to hide what he's doing, to hide behind the mask. It's like, I mean, it's a brilliant use of the tool, but it's it's evil. It's The Iron Patriot has been made an evil object. Right. Period. Well, he's the a reason, bad guy. And it's the reason, Norman Osborn. It's a bad person. And the reason I bring this up, sorry to cut you off, um, is that Iron Patriot is going to be getting his own book in March. And it's going to be worn by James Rhodes. So what? Rhodey, yeah, so Rhodey's that's going... Dumb. That's stupid. So the it movie just seems like it's that way of getting the movie and the comics to coincide with each well, other. Well, come on, yeah, of course they're doing the synergy. Everything makes the uh, everything comes together in the exact same way, and everything's well, identical. Marvel's been hinting at you know with little tidbits here and there about putting the whole universe together. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I call bullshit. Rhodey is War Machine. War Machine is Rhodey. The end. Yeah. Iron Patriot is Norman Osborn. That's the way those break down. When they put Rhodey into the Iron Patriot suit and did that whole thing, I was like, ah, that's cute and that's fun, but it's not right. 
No, I yeah, and I totally get it in the storyline of the film. I don't, you know, I I was one of the people that when I first saw that you know Rhodey was going to be Iron Patriot, I cringed. You know, I I am still cringing. I I would have preferred it to be some you know bad guy if it was Killian, if it was somebody else. I would have preferred that they were wearing the Patriot armor. And yeah, no, and, and I love Don Cheadle, and Don Cheadle's amazing. He does a great job as Rhodey, but no, that no. Well, I agree. Iron with, I agree with. He's not a good guy. He's a bad guy. I agree with Tony Stark in this. I like War Machine better than Iron Patriot. Yes, Iron War Machine's Patriot. better. Me too. Always has been. Uh, Matt Fraction is writing in Inhumanity, a title that's beginning in December. Inhumanity. Yes, it will cross over hey, you see several what he, you see different what he did titles. There? You see what he did there with Infinity and in, 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 in Humans? Yes. That's brilliant. So what does that I tell you? Get it. What does that tell you? The title will feature in, in Humans. I, I would expect that's what's happening, right? And it will come directly out of the events that happen in Infinity. So, yeah. Travis is correct. In humanity. In humanity. It's when is that kicking off? Uh, December. Oh, nice. Yeah. So here, here's one of the, the really big announcements that I, I kept a secret from you for till this. Marvel announced at uh, New York Comic Con that Miracle Man is going to be reprinted. Why? Why? <laughs> See how fast <laughs> I was on that? I love, uh, how, I love I, how Rich was like, Oh, I know Travis is going to love Seriously? this. Seriously? Alan Moore's you. Miracle Man? <laughs> I'm screwing with you. Uh, that's a pretty gigantic announcement. Yeah, it is. So, here, listen. So, they're going to, uh, all the issues are going to receive the most advanced restoration that they've ever done. So that, you know, it'll really give you an authentic reading experience is the way they, you know, brought it to well, attention. Well, I mean. Uh, wait, wait. What, is it what giving is, you an authentic reading experience? Because when were those released? What does that actually mean, though? I know. I mean, that, like, that's, what, that's, how they, that's how they presented it they're to trying the to Well, they're trying to give it a high def, like, you know, they're trying to, like, clean it up. Clean I mean, up the there, artwork, clean up the writing, clean up the whole well, thing so that, that it looks pretty. Is there really but, a fake reading experience? Well, no, listen, because the, the originals, I think, were written on pulp. And now they're using paper, right. so it you know, and they were also yeah. probably three colors. Now they're going to give them full color on paper and give them more of a digital, you know, modern feel to it. But then I would say that's completely not making it authentic. That's completely tearing the authenticity out of it, because the authentic thing to do would be to reprint it as it, as it was as originally it was. done. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other part of this story, though, is that. Uh, Neil Gaiman and Mark Buckingham's, you know, uh, unfinished run. Yes. Is going to finally see the light of day. No shit. Yeah. So wait. Yeah. Did they originally finish it? And Gaiman, like, is Gaiman going to be writing it? Or well, they did never they, got, like, finish they it? never got finished with it. They stopped the book before they got to the end of the storyline. Oh my and, God! You've got to be kidding me. No, so they're and they're also going to be putting out new Miracle Man stories. So they're really pushing Miracle Man. They're really buying into the Miracle Man thing. Yeah, and this all starts, I think, January. Wow. January is when Miracle Man's going to hit. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I mean, this that's is, crazy. I I disagree with the authentic label they put on it because if it was authentic, they'd do it in its original printing style with its original color spread, and that's what they would be doing. Well, it says, you know, the, one, the way that they quoted it was the most advanced restoration possible to ensure the most authentic reading experience. Yeah, well, they're doing well, and I don't think it's the most authentic reading experience. I think it's inauthentic because they're doing the high def makeover like George Lucas did with everything. Well, I, but, I guess I'm, but you know, we're it's speculating. Look prettier here. and better. I mean, if you say it's going to give you the absolute, you know, prettiest and best and most beautiful reading experience, I totally agree. But authentic would be making it exactly how they originally made it. You right. know what I mean? Well, which you know, and we are speculating here. We don't know what the actual final look's going to be. That's true. So, I mean, it could be that they went back and, you know, they took the original images and the original print and just recolored them. Yeah, and just and just you know, restorated it. Mm -hmm. You know, just cleaned it up and put it and restorated it. Restorated it. Restored, Restored it. it. There you go. Give me a second. You'll get there. The mouse on the wheel isn't turning yet inside his brain. Come on, so Mousy. He was turning backwards. <laughs> oh, that was a problem. Yeah. So uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had their own panel. Yeah. Uh, executive producer. producer. See, that wheel, that, that mouse is The just, wheel's stuck now. It got stuck. I think it got his foot stuck. Yep, <laughs> sounds like just spinning it. up there, banging around. Damn it, Pinky, hurry up. Thump, 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 thump. Yeah. 
pinky slowed down. Uh, yeah, executive producer Jeff Loeb, ho- you know, hosted the panel. Right. He they, said, I mean, even before the panel, they announced uh, last week that they are getting a full season. Yep. Mm-hmm. They made full season. They're going to do the whole thing. And they said that they're going to, you know, start going to different countries like Paris and Sweden, which obviously, you know, when he says that we're going to go to different countries, including Paris and Sweden, Paris isn't a country. <laughs> It'd be France. You know, to give the show more of an international feel. The mouse in his head wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. We were sharing the same mouse. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you watch this week's episode, they were in Paris. So, uh, yeah, they're, oh. they're already showing. That yeah. green screen does amazing things. <laughs> right. Sure does. Um, let's see. He opened it up for questions, which none of the questions were about the quality of the show. What? Go, Nobody, like, questioned how the show was? Go figure, right? Mm-hmm. Not a single person was like, meh. Nope. Meh. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, they're enjoyable to watch. It's nothing like I, I, I've uh, I've caught up I now, and uh, I have to say, first episode was great. Really liked it. Really fun. Second episode was still really good. Really fun. Uh, as it's gone on, I'm kind of like, well, it's not as good as I first thought. I still like it. I'm just like you know, it's it doesn't get the budget that the movies get. Right. It doesn't well, get the same budget. Well, obviously, it's not going to get that. Here's my thing: I make it a habit of every week to listen to a lot of different podcasts. Um, you know, for some of them I enjoy, some of them I'm just trying to you know checking out the competition. Exactly. You? Yeah. You know, and you got to do that. But I'm wondering if we're too hard on this show. Every podcast I've listened to. Does nothing but praise it and talks about how great it is, how good it is. No, that's I fine. Re- that's, hey, I that's never said opinion. I don't like it. I still said I really like it. I just think they did a big boom on the first episode, and then it slightly declined over the next couple of episodes. But and is it is it wrong that I'm rooting every week for Agent Ward to die? Oh, that is bad. Yeah, maybe. See? I mean, I I think we've talked about it before. I think we talked about it last week or something. But you know, he's just. And I, I and I'm wondering if it you know I think it's just the the actor who's portraying. Well, him, and see, and I and I said last week I, I don't like you know saying that about actors and stuff like that because uh, you know there's a lot of respect between actors and you know, but I'm beginning to think yeah it's his acting that is just you know I mean his it could be the writing too and yeah. it obviously is in the writing you know because you can only act what's written there you you can give it you know you can carve out something more. You know, yeah, but I was still reading an article the, the other day from a uh, from a uh, producer and casting director, and he was talking about the fact that, you know, sometimes people go into the audition room and they're like, well, you know, look at the writing. The writing's not that great. And he's like, this is not Shakespeare. This is television. It may not, you know, newsflash, may not be on the writing level that Shakespeare was. Right. So what you what your job is, what your task is as an actor is to make that the best it can be. Right. It's well, your job to go ahead and do your best with what you're given and make it the prettiest it can be. And that's what you're supposed to do with it. Well, and if you remember I, we had I, a- you know, if you're having a problem with an actor, then that's that's a totally different situation. Our acting coach used to tell us, you know, a good a good actor can make bad writing writing better. A bad you know, a great writer can make a bad actor look better. But yes. a bad actor and bad writing can't do anything. That's true. And but I, I don't I don't know if I agree that that's the case right now. You said the it's like I said I think I said this on another podcast is uh, most shows hit their stride usually in the second and third season. So, oh, I mean, forget second and third season. They need at least three to four or five episodes just in the first season to for everyone to get comfortable with each other, right. period. For all the crew, all the cast, all the directors, all the producers, makeup, hair, the lighting, the sound, the camera, all of those people are working each other with each other for the first time. It doesn't matter how good a professional you are in whatever field you are. You put a bunch of strangers together and have them work for the first time together, you're going to get good product but stuff that feels a little bit tense because they haven't had the chance to gel together as a cohesive unit. Well, right. here's what here's what worries me about um, Agents of Shield right now. Loeb w- was answering one of the questions. He questions to one of the uh, you know fans brought up. He said, you know, the answer to the question was, well, we didn't come here in order to hype the show. We think the show is doing great on its own. We're here to thank you. 
So if they're, you know, if they're thinking the show is doing great on its own, and granted, you know, Loeb is going to, you know, he's not going to talk down the show, especially to fans. You know, the fans are never going to know what's talking behind closed doors with ABC and Marvel. And well, of course, you know, the they're trying to sell be. the they're trying to sell the show too. So it's not like they're going to go, "Hey, we know it sucks, right. so keep watching, guys." But I don't think the show sucks. I don't. Think no, it's I that don't think bad. it sucks. I don't think it sucks. I just don't. I think it needs a major overhaul. You are on the major overhaul bandwagon. Yeah, I think that you know even the Sky character kind of you know I, I the last episode or the. Not this past episode, the one before it, where she was undercover. I kind of like started to like her a little bit better, but she's one of those characters that's just not really. I I, I don't care enough about her. I mean, also all the think, characters right now we haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't connected with any of the characters. Well, yeah, you need some to time be, to develop the characters. Yeah, it's like I said, and you know, after like maybe the second season, third season, when we start getting to know these characters better. That's usually when the show will get better, just because you're more invested in it. Too. The only character right now that I think is interesting is Melinda May. The, interesting. The rogue, um, the rogue agent that they went after this week, I thought was way more interesting than anyone on the main cast. Mm. I like that character. I wanted to see that character more. I would have loved to see that character become part of the team, and one of the main team members, you know, get thrown off or something. <laughs> Because well, not she so was, she was way off, but put in the background a little bit. Yeah, more. she was way, way more interesting than than anything I've seen so far. But you know, I, I don't want you know, and like I said, you know, I feel like all Man, we you do, really dislike this show. I don't dislike. I mean, I sounds I like, like you it. hate it. No, no, no. I don't and hate it. Uh, you don't. Sounds really. like you need to kick in Jeff Loeb's door. No. <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my mouse. I need it for my brain. <laughs> At the very so least, we got at, at least they're not doing like uh, Agents of Shield Blue or Agents of Shield Yellow or Agents of Shield That's Red. True, yeah. Well, they are talking now that um, there is going to be four possible new shows that they're developing. Oh no! Yeah. Oh. That just came kind of came out of uh, New York Comic Con as well. So it's very possible that uh, you know the success that they feel that Shield is giving is going to. Uh, give out some new stuff pretty soon. Interesting. Um, I'll give one more last Marvel thing, and then we'll move on. Uh, during the Cup of Joe panel, which is... Ah, uh, oh, good old Cup of Joe. Joe Quesada's featured panel that he always does. For Do they the have fans. a panel about coffee? Yes, it is. It's oh. totally yep. about coffee. Everybody gets a cup of coffee, and you sit around at a gigantic coffee table for 10000 and talk to Joe Quesada. Yes. Nice. That's not uh, exactly what happens. No, no, no. He, it's basically just a, the whole panel's a and a Usually you, you go in, they'll give you a couple little clips of things that are you know coming out or the hottest things. Right. And then they'll go into just nothing but a Q&A. It's Q &A. a giant question and answer party. It's your chance to talk to the editor-in-chief and to the powers that be at Marvel and get to ask them anything that you want. This Can, can they give me a job? Uh, ah, know, that's a good I, question. I don't think anyone's going to give you a job. Damn. Oh. Yeah. Damn. We're, we're barely hanging on here, bub. We're, we're still waiting. Wow. I do this podcast as a favor to you. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't pay me, so I'm just saying. So, Casada <laughs> introduced Juliet Feld, who yes. is a, I guess she is the uh, head of Feld Productions. <coughs> um right. They did a surprise presentation of this highly anticipated Marvel Live action arena event, which Marvel Live. You mean like American Gladiators live action uh, arena? Dun, 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 no, dun, I think it's going to be dun, a dun, like a. <laughs> There's our sorry. I had to. I had to throw that. There's in. our sound cue. Good job, sound man. I think it's going to be more like a uh, live arena, you know, original story type thing with the superheroes. You know, it's going to be like a, a so, stage performance. Wait, so okay, so there's not people competing to be a superhero. No. So it's okay. like Marvel on ice without the ice. Yeah. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Okay, I'm with you now. So, yeah, so it's like it's like the shows that I used to do. Or, like, yeah. they had at Universal Studios. Like, they had the X-Men Yeah, like the Spider-Man Spectacular and all yeah, that. Yeah, the Spider-Man like Spectacular. Okay, okay. Or, you know, like the Indiana Jones one that was at uh, Disney World. You right, know. right, right. Okay, I'm with you now. So, or yeah, it's, a, it's people get into the costumes and, like, fly by lines and get thrown by springboards and all that kind of craziness. Wait, didn't they try this in New York a little while ago? Yeah, no, not Marvel a little while ago. Broadway. They've, they've been doing Spider-Man on Broadway and, what, they've lost five actors? Yeah, something like that. No, Batman just did a, uh, an arena event, and it worked out pretty well. 
Did it real well? I mean, come on, look how popular Batman is. Which yeah. ergo goes to the Avengers. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Wait, there goes to the Avengers. What are you talking about? Batman's not ergo part of the to the Avengers. Avengers are super popular like Batman was. Keep oh, up okay, with me, man. okay, come okay, on. okay, okay. Mouse, start turning, start turning. Mouse. Come on, Mouse. Okay, run the wheel so, a little bit. Since we are just talking to ba- about Batman, if, Batman, go, go ahead, segue, man. Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. Travis, your other big thing that you Oh my did. other Oh, it's time for my other thing that I really care about, the Joker. Yes. yes. The Joker. Yes, the uh, Joker. So, when you guys, okay, honestly. So who's the best voice of the Joker? Let's start. You, well, no, let's start with when you think of the Joker, what do you think of? I think of two things when I think of the Joker, and I know there's many people who have played him and done it in live action and cartoon and everything. When I think of the Joker, are, I think he's like two people I automatically associate with the Joker when I think about the Joker. One is Heath Ledger for his depiction of him, and the other one is Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill as the voice of the Joker for almost 22 years. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, Mark Hamill retired about two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. So there's no more Mark Hamill Joker, which is one of the saddest things I've ever heard because he is the quintessential voice of the Joker. Yeah, but don't be too sad. He's going to be in episode seven, so he's still getting work. As the Joker? Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> wow, that would that would be, that would be the ultimate good Jedi turned Sith. You know, oh, he wait, turns into the Joker. That would be cool. Too bad Mar- the white makeup works. The white makeup works. Too Ooh. bad. D- too bad Disney didn't buy DC, right? You tell me about it. Hey, I'm sure they can so, throw him a couple uh, bucks. So Mark Hamill is retired, but yes. they need to keep making shows. They've tried a little different stuff. They had John DiMaggio do. Uh, the Joker in Young Justice, right? And he did a really nice job with it. Had a different take on it altogether. It was a much more dark, serious, gravelly. And people will know John DiMaggio. He's Bender from Futurama. Yes, and he is. a bunch of other shows. He's done a million things. He's the main voice. Wait, did you say uh, Joe DiMaggio? He's still- no, I said John DiMaggio. I know. <laughs> Just throwing in a baseball reference. Why? That was worthless for everyone. Anyways. So We're sorry for this Mark point. Hamill's okay. last act as the Joker was his last party with his last hurrah was Arkham in the City. last Batman Arkham City. Yes. The video game. Mm-hmm. But they're continuing to make more of them and they're making Batman uh, Arkham Origins, which, which is comes out next month or the this lead month. up coming out next 25th. month. That's this month, twenty fifth. They yeah. need Mark Hamill, but Mark Hamill's done. So what are what they, they going to do? They go to one of the top voiceover actors for video games and some uh, uh, cartoons, but mostly video games. His name's Troy Baker. You want to play the clip first? He's an, he, honestly speaking, though, he's a really good voiceover artist. Um, oh, he's you amazing. guys will know him as the voice of Joel from The Last of Us. Uh, he was also, what was the other big one he just did? Booker from uh, uh, he was Booker Bioshock from Infinite. Bioshock Infinite. So, I mean, he's getting really gigantic, high-profile jobs, and they hired him to play the voice of the Joker, and well, I mean, play the clip because yeah, play this clip. the man can do it. Memories can be vile. Repulsive little brutes like children, I suppose. <laughs> oh, he does such a good job with them. But can we live without them? Memories are what our reason is based upon. If we can't face them, we deny reason itself. Although, why not? We are contractually tied down to rationality. <laughs> there is no sanity clause. So when you find yourself locked onto an unpleasant train of thought, heading for the places in your past where the screaming is unbearable, remember, there's always madness. You can just step outside and close the door. He's got his own like feel for it, doesn't he? Yeah. You can lock them away. Madness is is the exit door. (laughs) (laughs) The laugh is is his laugh is identical to Mark Hamill's. So they obviously hired him to as best he can put his own you can hear it i mean if you really dissect it down i hate you know dissecting other actors but if you really dissect it down you can hear 
a little difference between his style and how he plays it with Mark Hamill's. But also you can tell that they flat out asked him, we want you to voice match Mark Hamill for this. Oh, yeah. He did a hell of a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, when he gets up into the upper registers and he does a, when you're getting around and you're doing the thing, his inflections over the top are a little bit different. When he gets into the, when he does the lyrical over the top, when it, well, children, when you do that, he does a really nice job over the top up top. Uh, when he gets down into the gravel is when he really hits it. I, I think he lays into the gravel more than Mark Hamill ever did. But see, when, you, when you're when you listening to it, when you're listening to it, especially if you're playing the game and everything like that, you're not going to be able to really pick it apart and tell the difference. It's going to sound like the same Joker you've had. Oh, it, and it really, I mean, for all, it, you know, for all intent and purposes, it is right on. I mean, that is a really good job trying to voice match Mark Hamill's Joker. Well, there's also, Ethan, we know somebody else that can do a really good job with the Joker, don't we? I think so. I think he's dying to do it, too. Oh, my God. You guys are calling me out. So, Travis, Uh, what I want you to do for the fans. Can we we have him call out Nacho Man as the Joker? That'd be amazing. I think you should do that. (laughs) You are still on Nacho Man's jock. Hey, man, that was pretty interesting. Uh, well, I, I think you just you, you really in, into the guy, and you just want him here, don't you? No. He really likes the Nacho Man. He does. Dandy Savage or whatever the hell. Yeah. So, Travis. Oh, I see. Why don't you give us the DC news as the Joker? Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. John Cunningham introduced the last DC Comics panel on Saturday. Their new 52 panel, starting with Brian Bersalato and moving to James Tinian, Paul Levitz, Nicola Scott, Cliff Chang, and Charles Sewell. The Flash 24 is a final issue by the full team of Bersalato and Francis Manapool. Bersalato will have one more issue after, but says this is one is special and finishes with the end. <laughs> The team will move on to Detective Comics, which he says is super exciting. <laughs> not bad, not bad. It's a little scratchy today with the, yeah. with the cold I've got brewing, but but he's doing okay. Not it's bad. a lot better than your uh, everyday voice or whatever you were just Oh, doing thank with. you so much. I do appreciate no that. No problem. Anytime, Travis. You know not me. bad. Yeah, so there's wow, a... you're, really, you're really poo-pooing my Joker right now. <laughs> poo-pooing the Joker. You're really dropping my Joker down like he's a little bitch. I still think we need to write that Joker story we were talking about the other day. You mean the Joker story I came up with? Thank you very much. Yeah. I, mean, we're, it's, Ethan, it's Ethan, I, I don't Joker think we story. can tell anybody because someone might steal the idea. When you have little children and you get them in a space. He's apparently telling them. God. No, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But my God, th- playing the Joker is so much fun. That That character in particular, because he's so honestly so crazy and so out there and so different and he's such a like dichotomy between joy and just sadistic anger it's oh my god it's such <laughs> well, a fun play he's one of those play. characters that you just you get the the freedom of doing whatever you want and everything's okay yeah well he's chaos he's yeah. chaos incarnate so you get to talk about the most fun things ever but it's more about killing batman yeah, Denzel Washington said the same thing about his character in Training Day that it was so re- you know so freeing to play that character because he could just get away with doing anything and it didn't matter. Yeah, like, yeah, those characters are some of the most fun ever. So yeah, I love doing the Joker, and I apologize. I'm a, I'm I've got a little cold coming on, but that's what I got for you. Enjoy. So, New York Comic Con had another really big event going on. They uh, also had the Walking Dead. Tenth uh, anniversary celebration. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hey, so you know what I just found out? Uh, I was talking to Rich about this earlier, but um, so for the tenth anniversary of Walking Dead, what Image Comics has done is they've not only released or re-released the first issue in full color this time. But the but the comic book has always been I black and white. It's always been black and white. But then it's I always think black and white. That's the what it's TV supposed show. To be has released the first episodes or the first season in right. black and white. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting for them. To I think they should have just done red. Red? Yeah. 
Just show the color red. Oh, you mean everything black and white and only showed the red when you need it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That could be. That would be another uh, interesting, interesting one. But by what I'm reading here, also it shows that along with the original covers and variants done for this issue, throughout the years and tons of bonus material. So it looks like I don't know if they're talking about the variant issues for the issue one or just all of the ones that they've had for the past ten years. But that's pretty interesting that they've gone back and they're redoing a lot of these for the 10th anniversary. It's to get you to buy the comic again. Well, yeah, of course. But the other cool thing is that they've released oh, something called uh, Project 100 or 100 Project, something like that, where all the proceeds that they get from this book are going to the Hero Initiative and comic book creators in need. And what it is is pretty much like, um, what was this, uh, Charlie Adler? Paolo, Paolo Rivera, Ryan Otley, and Rafael Albuquerque have been redoing um, covers nice. for That's their issues. Those are some big names right there. So it's uh, it's got a ton of different um, artists doing or redoing issues or making completely new uh, issue covers. And so it's, it looks pretty interesting. I think I'm going to go and check it out and see if I can pick one up. Well, Kirk pick them all up. Kirkman did say, you know, it, when he was at the panel, he said that they were doing a lot of things to celebrate the anniversary. They've got a new storyline coming out called All Out War, which is going to run through um, w- uh, issue 120, I think. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, they also said they announced the, you know, how... Uh, Are they going to be killing off characters, do you think? A bunch of characters? An All Out War? Possibly. It's an All Out War. Really? Is that what it is? Well, I'm just saying. Well, and they've also got well, that, that spinoff show that coming. Up. Do you think this could be like a big event that kind of no, splits the, off the, two parties? The comic books and the, the shows are, are two separate. Are completely different. But, yeah. but, I'm just saying. Well, it's just like, you know, during the panel, uh, Kirkman was asked by somebody, when are we going to see the... Uh, the uh, Dixon Brothers. Dixon, yeah, see the Dixon Brothers show up in the comic books. And he said, never. You know, he's pretty blunt about it. He said, never, it'll never happen. You know, uh, was it? He said something about along the lines of, "Well, you never, uh, never." I, well, I he like doesn't want to have the the stories interchange between the TV show and the comics. Yeah, he said, uh, "Never." I like for people to have to be able to get the different things in the different versions of The Walking Dead. Besides, you never know what's going to happen to Daryl in the show. He may die. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Daryl's dead. He kills off. Da- if they kill He's off. He's killing Darryl, off Daryl. There's going to be a revolt. You know how many people would be so upset? Do you know how many off. women will stop watching that show? There's <laughs> that too. Hey, there's a lot of guys with the man crush on Daryl too that probably want to stop watching the show too. And his crossbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, it's funny about the crossbow is they. Uh, they had a uh, uh, Walking Dead gallery that was not far from the convention, mm-hmm. and they were showcasing some of the art and the props from the show, and you know the art from the comic books, things like that. And some people asked, "Well, why are the props behind glass?" Kirkman, <laughs> Kirkman because goes, you'll steal them. Yeah, that's what that's what Kirkman said. He says, "We're all worried that you're going to s- try to steal Daryl's crossbow." <laughs> well, yeah, it's awesome. That and like uh, Rick's uh, hat, the cop's hat he has. Could you imagine that walking down, you know, <laughs> Broadway or something, or, <laughs> you know, or Times Square with, with Daryl's crossbow? crossbow? <laughs> with the giant crossbow, yeah. That would have been awesome. But they, you know what they also did um, at the USS Intrepid? They mm-hmm. did the uh, Walking Dead Escape obstacle course. Oh, uh, holy like the crap, one they did that's in, awesome. The yeah. one in San Diego where they have you run through. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one well, yeah, so in San Diego, they do it at the San Diego Padres baseball team, the Padres baseball team, like, uh, uh, stadium. Mm-hmm. They set up, like, this obstacle course where you can pay money and all the money goes to charity, but you basically run through this obstacle course of zombies trying to catch you and kill you kind of thing. Yeah. Well, but, in New uh, York. Dude, you... on, the, on the Intrepid? Yep. It's pretty crazy. I mean, just imagine if they – okay, they would never do this because the liability and the insurance would be <laughs> I- insane and impossible. But just imagine if they went ahead and shut down all the lights on the Intrepid and they did it at night and you, and like you just got like a miner's helmet with a light on it. <laughs> like all That'd you had awesome. was a flashlight or like a helmet light. And you're like running down into the bowels of that ship with like ocean mm. water splashing up against the side. And like old ships like that, they creak and crack and there's metal creaking and cracking. And like they echo, like the, the sound reflects so loud, like so much. Yeah. Like you would literally just be hearing like random moaning and screams and craziness from all angles. And like you'd be trying to you'd like never run know through where this it's coming dark from. ship. 
Yeah, you'd never know where That's it's coming crazy. from. It'd be, it'd be so. Oh. Could be like a hundred feet away from you, or right next to you. Yeah. There's <laughs> your, crazy. there's your ultimate haunted house right there. Yeah, that would be so cool. Isn't, like, like, isn't what they do with the like the Queen Mary at Long Beach or something like that every Halloween? Kind of, but do, it's not a zombie. They maze. do a thing right. like that. Yeah, it's something like that. But uh, like every Halloween, they they like make it a haunted ghost ship yeah. or something like that. But the, yeah, they don't do the they don't do the zombie maze. So. They don't they don't need to make it one. That place is haunted already. That's what, yeah, that's where the, <laughs> it comes from. So uh, Walking Dead season four started this weekend. Since we're talking Walking Woo-hoo. Dead, ah. Uh, Travis, I know you haven't seen the show, so we're not going to really give anything. But Ethan, what did you think of the show? You've been a major, major fan of the show. I loved it. Anything that—that's it. That's all you got. Well, I, loved I it. can't really say anything. Otherwise, I'm going to ruin it for Travis. But oh. anything that caught your attention—that you know. But I do like the way that the story is heading. Like it, you can tell that they're m- focusing more on the story of the characters now instead of just like, oh, what's happening around them. It's. It shows more like character-driven stories as well as you know, yeah. I, mean, I the way it seems is it's going with a whole new direction with what, well, what the they, show is. What dead. they said was that you know you're going to get a few episodes right now of you know, it's going to be kind of calm and you know everything's just taking place, but the shit gets real real quick. But and that, it that's just like doesn't every, stop. That's like every season so far. Is like, and they're going to be breaking off into a split-off, so mm-hmm. chances are something's going to go ugly at the prison. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Obviously, they can't stay at the prison forever. Right. Nope. You know, people. That was the problem that people had with season two, with them being on the farm well, if you, the whole episode. If you look at the, the promo poster that they had, you know, like every year they have the promo poster. It's usually with Rick, and, and background has some sort of image of what's happening that season. The promo poster is Rick standing in between the two fences. Yeah, and the barricade and they're torn apart, like bent out of shape. Well, if you've seen if you've seen any of the the commercials or anything like that for the season, they show what's coming. Oh yeah. No, but I mean like with this episode in particular, it just shows like they're heading with a new direction, I think, of what is in this world, and I don't want to. Like I said, I don't want to try to say. You too can, much. you can talk. Oh what, yeah. I, what I have yeah. liked about the last few seasons is that, you know, when the new season starts, it wasn't like it would takes place immediately after where the last season ended. They they keep that few months of progression going on, so you see the change. Right. You know, you see you see how things have have started to evolve since you left them the last time. So it's cool that, that that they've continued the world to keep going while we're not watching it. Well, I think it, every in between every season, it's been about roughly seven or eight months is by what they, they showed, like between season one and two and then two and three. It's been around, you know, seven or eight months. So well, season between season two and three, they cut out winter. Yeah. Because so it would have been too hard to do winter. I'm sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Who's coughing? That would be me. I was choking on water. Oh, wow. Well done, though. It sounded like it came from like a person twenty feet away. Oh, good. He so, he can just throw his voice like that, you know. Right. Yeah, you know. So, anyways, hey, um, I think we're about wrapped up here. I don't know. So with that, else. let's end it. So let's end this shit, Snit. Remember to check us out at Facebook.com Nerdables and follow us on the Twitter at Nerdables Show. Also, head over to nerdables.com for even more. And remember, in case of a zombie apocalypse, just call old Mr. J. <laughs> nice. What is he going to do? <laughs> he'll probably just leave you there. <laughs> Actually, he'll, ta- he'll toss a gas bomb on you and then run away laughing. <laughs> probably. <laughs> if you're going to go, go with a smile. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm a nerd.